Hey, how's it going, guys? It's uh, time for another episode of Pod Damn Wednesday with Carlos on Vidres. Um, let's just jump right into it. Um, game stocks. Game stonks. Game stop. All the meme shit, all the Dogecoin is finally settling down. And dear God, am I tired of hearing about people trying to invest in stocks. But then they're doing it in the stupidest way that's possible. Um, don't get me wrong. Investing is a great, fantastic way to build your wealth. It's an investment for the future, basically. Um, it's compound interest. You know, you put in $50 here, $50 there. You try to do it every month. And then by the time you know you're 30, 35, if you start in your 20s or in your late teens, um, by the time you know you hit about 30, 35-ish, you'll actually, if you do, if you invest smart and <coughs> learn the exact ways to do it, you could honestly become a millionaire. It's not that hard. People have done it. It's a tried and true method. Um, but this whole meme thing is just throwing money into hopes and dreams. But then, I mean, look at GameStop. It's it peaked. What was it? A week ago, two weeks ago, at three hundred and something, three hundred and eighty something dollars. But now it's valued at eighty eight dollars. So imagine this. You think it's fun. You think it's all fun and games to you know jump into this kind of craze. And it was already at $250. So you dropped all your life savings for that $250 stock worth. Pumping it right up. And then you, you refuse to sell. Or hold a line and sell. Which I get it. Take it to the take it to the big guys. You know, screw them guys. I, hedge fund managers are stupid and shorting should be illegal. Yes. But imagine having all of your savings built into that. And now the one share is valued at $88. You just lost a shit ton of money that you can't make back. <coughs> so what's your position? You're going to have to sell. But if you think that holding is going to keep that company up, you're wrong. Because everyone else is just going to leave, which is going to drive it down and drive it down. And the whole Dogecoin, I get cryptocurrency is great. Bitcoin, you know, back in 2010 hit and look at people now. They're laughing, of course. But I'm tired of memes. I'm tired of everything being a meme or needing to be a meme for people to actually pay attention and give a crap. Um, I mean, if, if someone isn't complaining, it's just a meme. And I I realize I say this as I'm complaining about this. So I I know that's kind of hypocritical of me. But (coughs) at least I'm self-aware. Skynet hasn't hit me yet. But um, it's just one of those things that... funny Funny for a little bit. But it's super detrimental for people. And I, I... People are getting... Giving flack, but... So, there's this professor, Scott Galloway. I've been following him for years. He's a professor at NYU Stern um, Business business or something or other. Um, he used to have this great financial YouTube thing 
where every week he would just kind of talk about stocks, big moves, um, what companies were going to take what. He actually predicted that um, Amazon would be uh, the first trillion dollar company in in history. And I think it was uh, back in 2014 or 2015, whenever he said, started saying this. He has predict, predicted so many great things. But what I like about Professor Gall- Galloway is he's smart and honest and blunt. Um, he'll tell big wigs to screw off and he'll tell a little guy to how to buck himself up um, one of his biggest one of his biggest YouTube <coughs> one of his biggest most viewed YouTube YouTube videos of that series was actually how to how to basically get rich and I mean it wasn't any any scams it wasn't investors invest in stocks it was invest in cryptocurrency it wasn't anything like that it was literally just get your shit together, go to school if you need to. You don't have to because there's plenty of plumbers and stuff out there that make six figures. But it was just, he's such an honest dude and I love him. And people on Twitter were giving him flack, which I guess, you know, people on Twitter at this point is kind of a cesspool of just uh, people just trying to be funny in any way possible. And uh, most of the time, it's kind of a far-fetched attempt at it, personally. But in an interview, uh, Professor Galloway said that it's terrible that people are actually doing this. Because it's the same thing as people are starting to look at stocks and all of this kind of thing. Guys, especially, um, are starting to look at this as their kind of version of... A path, a way out, I guess. Um, mostly, like, kind of like girls have um, Instagram. Like, the Instagram butt model thing. You know, you go on Instagram, you see these bo- these butt models. They're out there, their ass is out there. They're getting tons of likes, tons of supposed serotonin and dopamine and all of that. But they bring absolutely no value. And, I, I mean, I've explained it before. I've talked about it before. What are they going to do after that it's gone? Now this is like the whole thing that's happening with these with these guys that are investing in stocks, the dumb way, which is this meme way. What what's gonna happen whenever you run out of funds completely? Are you just gonna start throwing everything into Dogecoin and hoping, pray that someday it's gonna change? Don't get me wrong. I I understand the 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 feeling the the stick it to the man. I I I appreciate it. But at some point you gotta just. Do something for yourself that's actually have value. Actually has value. If you're sitting at home watching stocks rise up and down all day, but there are these long-term stocks that Bitcoin took years to hit any kind of viability. Granted, now it's huge, but still, it's investing is one of those things where you put in money and you forget about it completely. You keep dropping it into certain things that you know is gonna are gonna be good for you, and you know you can afford. And then eventually, bit by bit, you just keep investing whatever money you come, matter whatever money comes back to you, and that's how you make it. <coughs> but when you're dropping your whole paycheck, in hopes that you're gonna bankrupt a hedge fund that's gonna get bailed out by the government regardless, or another big bank. Where where are you going to be at? What are you going to do? 
Do you have any skills? Do you know how to talk to people? Do you know how to do anything? Other than just sit around being on Twitter memeing all day? I wish I could do that. I wish we could all do that. All of us wish we could. But at some point you just gotta actually buckle down and think about what the hell you want to do in your life. And get a skill. Do something. Talk. Read. Write. Exercise for Christ's sake. It's anything like that. Just do something else. Other than what everyone else is doing on the internet. He says as he has his own podcast. (coughs) Again, I get it. Hypocritical. Wow. But do something else. Do something for yourself. If you're going to school, that's great. If you haven't been to school, great. You don't need to do the school thing. Now, if you've been thinking about going to school for a while... What what better fucking time do you think is going to be than during a pandemic? Take out a fucking loan. Interest rates are down. Or almost zero, especially for student loan debt. I'm fucking thankful for that. I'm just waiting for a crazy old senile Joe out there to keep keep good on his promise to drop student debt by 10000 And then I'm debt free. I'm fucking golden. We're all good. <coughs> Not fully debt free. I actually just bought a car this weekend, so that's pretty cool. (coughs) Speaking of which, am I the only one that names their cars? Because every car that I've owned has had a name. Um, I don't mean this, you know, kind of nickname thing like the the dump truck or the fucking cuckmobile or anything like that, which I'm pretty sure are some things that uh, have been said about my vehicles because, you know, I am a cuck, and I am full of shit. So, either way, I I think it's kind of goes back to the whole... You know that scene in Forrest Gump where he kind of gets a boat? He buys a shrimp boat for, you know, Bubba and his sake. And he just kind of goes about, and the dude standing next to him is like, well, what are you gonna name it, boy? And he's like, oh, the most beautiful name in the world. But the the guy that sold him the boat just said, a boat with a name is bad luck. For some reason, little little me took that to heart and thought, I should name shit. Not just any small shit or anything like that. Not, you know, pencils or pens, something that's easy to kind of get rid of. But like cars. I, I've, I think it's pretty cool to come up with a name, but it has to match the car, the vehicle. I mean, I've taken into consideration the look, the style, the kind of car it is, and the sound of it, honestly. The only one that I kind of half-assed, but it was kind of funny because, you know, it kind of went with it, is my last car. This this one that I just had. the It was a Malibu. And I named it Mary Lou. One, because Mary Lou the Malibu is kind of funny. little play on that word. Two... Because of the donkey from Holes. Now I love me some asses. I love me some jackasses. Absolutely do. But uh, Mary Lou just this seemed fitting for for the car that I had. And uh, <coughs> needless to say, I mean, I asked a couple of people if, they, if they've ever done it before. And they just kind of looked at me like, no, why, why would we? Or then they kind of they kind of started thinking about it and started thinking, what would I name my car? 
and it's just it's something that's kind of funny that I that I like doing. I enjoy doing it for that. I enjoy doing it for nah, pretty much just cars. I'll be honest. Um, I love coming up with pet names, cute pet names that I think would be cool or fun. Uh, some of them I picked up by thinking about it. Some of them I picked up by hearing about them. Some of them might just be people's last, famous people's last names or, you know, important last names. Like, I believe Watson would be a great name. Uh, not only because of my love for the game Apex, but, um, Watson and Crick were the guys who discovered the DNA double helix back in, I believe it's 1958. But um, I don't know for what reason that kind of stuck to me as Watson would be a really cute name for an animal. Um, also, actually, while I was in school, would pick up on random science words and just kind of think, oh, those would be really cool. Like Incus, Malleus, and Stapes. Um, I think they'd be really cool. But I also kind of memorize them as thinking that they're kind of some kind of Roman am- Roman generals or something like that. Um, which... Tells you a little bit how my brain works. But um, those are actually just the three bones in your ears. I mean, there's nothing special about them. I mean, unless, you know, you don't want bones in your ears, then I guess that's up to you. But um, but I, I just, I, I walk around, and if I hear something that's kind of a cool name, then I'll definitely do it. <clears throat> On to another topic, though. Um, I did want to talk about something that, I mean, it's, it's kind of in culture, it's kind of out there, and it happens a lot more recently, especially more so in the, like, Latina, Latin kind of, kind of ethnic group, ethnicity kind of thing, um, (coughs) where... People always say, oh, I'm crazy. I'm, you don't want to mess with me because I'm crazy or I'm going to break your heart because I'm, I'm broken or, or something like that along the lines of, you know, it's a negative connotation that they're proud of. And I mean, in the Latina community and most of them just, they say toxic. I mean, a lot of people say toxic. Like toxic relationships are. We all know that they're they're bad. We don't want to be in one. We shouldn't be in one. If you are in one, get the hell out. How do you know that you're in one? There's so many red flags. I could name a couple, but I don't know them off the top of my head. I'd have to actually think about it and write them down. Anyways, there's this there's little kind of thing with people nowadays where they think it's cute to be toxic. They they walk around proud of it. They hold it high. It's it's in their head like hell yeah, I am toxic and I will ruin your life. And it's it just begs the question to me, why are you proud of this? Why do you why are you happy that you purposely try and fuck shit up? Not even in a good way. Not even in like a bachelorette party way going out in the club before, you know, the masks and the COVID and all of that. We all remember those good golden days. But, um, 
why, why are you proud of this? I mean, what, what do you gain from it? <coughs> I was actually asking, talking to some people, kind of gathering information, and I asked people of the female, the female, you know, sex and all of that. I asked them, how, uh, how acquainted are you with rejection? And they said, what do you mean? I said, how many times in your life have you actually attempted to shoot your shot? And then fallen flat on your face. And they couldn't name me more than five times in their lives. They haven't been um, long lives, of course, in the grand scheme of things. But either way. Long enough to know, you know, you've you've gone through some stuff. And I think that's a huge thing that, that's kind of pervasive in things. Where guys are used to rejection. You know, girl, w- women complain all the time that guys just shoot their shot. And as soon as nothing happens, then they go and hit on their friend. <clears throat> but as guys... We we're kind of brought up to do that. Because every every ten every nine no's that you're gonna get, you're gonna get one yes. So it's a law of averages. You're gonna have to shoot your shot and hope for the best. But the only way to get good at actually shooting your shot and better at shooting your shot is to just do it. You go for it. You send it. You fucking send that risky text and if you don't get anything back, then fuck it. If you do Hell yeah. Now, there are guys, of course, a little caveat, is uh, there are guys who push it too far, who don't take no for an answer. And those guys are douchebags and pieces of trash. And they should be hunted down. But, for the most part, for the average male, we get rejected a lot. And at some point, we just stop dwelling on the rejections. And just move on. You say no? Cool. How about you? Like I've done it at dances before where if I'm if I'm two stepping, if I wanna dance with someone, I ask her, I ask this girl, you always go for the hottest one. If you don't if you get rejected by the hot one, look at her friend right there in front of her. You wanna dance. More than likely, honestly, the friend is going to respect you and say, hell yeah, let's go dance. If not, then fuck it. Move on to the next one. Or move fucking groups. There's plenty of girls out there. If they want to be the hot girl at the bar, they can be the hot girl at the bar. Who gives a shit? (coughs) A strong piece of advice that was actually given to me, which I kind of hold true to this day, is I had a family friend tell me one time, I think I was... I had to be a teenager, kind of coming into my teens. But a family friend told me one time, I was explaining about a dance that was coming up and how I didn't want to dance. I didn't know how to dance and I never wanted to learn. So she looks at me square in the eyes and says, do you want to be one of those cool guys with your foot on the wall, just leaning, hanging out with each other, not talking to anyone, hoping and hoping and praying deep within you that 
some girl is going to come up to you and actually engage with you. Do you want to be that kind of guy where you're just looking there, mean bugging it because you think that that's what everyone wants to see and everyone wants to do and everyone wants to come to that person? Or do you just want to be the guy who sends it? Of course not in this way. The guy who knows how to dance. The guy who knows how to talk to people. Even if it doesn't mean anything's going to happen. Anything's going to come from it. Do you want to be the cool guy on the wall? Or the dude that's actually being himself dancing with people? Or himself? Doesn't matter. And in my brain, it was more of a... Well, shit. No, I don't I don't want to be that guy. That cool guy, what the fuck? Who's going to remember that cool guy? 20, 30 years from now, say you actually mo- get up, you actually go out there, you start dancing, you start mingling, you start moving, grooving, shaking your thing, and then all of a sudden this fly honey shows up. Hell yeah, shout out to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I really enjoy using that term, but... Girl shows up, she starts dancing, she sees you dancing, enjoying yourself. She comes up to you eventually on the dance floor. No no words are spoken, nothing is said. You guys dance the entire night, whether it be country, which dudes, you better learn how to two-step. It's so much fun. You better know how to do the, the back and forth kind of snap and groove kind of thing. <coughs> Learn how to bend those knees a little bit and just bop to the beat. It doesn't have to be anything major. It's not rocket science. You go out there, you dance. She dances with you. And then, lo and behold, you guys start dating. You guys get married. You guys have three children, two divorces in between each other. And then Matthew McConaughey is your fucking child and he's an actor and you're rich. Who knows? You never know. Maybe that's a stretch. But either way, you fucking never know. Unless you get out there and fucking do the damn thing. It just blows my mind how many people think that it's cool to be this this quiet one, the serious one. Uh, it's It's popular to be that person on the wall. Just, oh no, man. I'm just chilling right here. I'm good. Nothing bothers me. Dancing. Man, that stuff's for wimps. I'm here. I'm good. I'm cool. All the ladies want me. All the ladies. Nah, dude. You get out there. You move your shit. You do your own thing and fuck it. Attention will come your way. Now, there's also a opposite to that guy. To where it's the guy who tries hard. Tries too hard. (coughs) Admittedly, everyone is this person eventually. But where this guy is just hanging on the wall, you know, one foot, supposedly smoking a cigarette... There's this other guy 
who is constantly just moving and bopping to the groove and constantly hanging around like a fly sh- stuck on a turd. Um, I mean, he's white on rice. He's paint on a wall. He's you'll fucking stick to you like chlamydia. And uh, no no steel wool is going to get rid of him because he'll probably enjoy that shit. Um, it's the guy that goes out there and as soon as a pretty girl walks in, he's the kind of friend in the friend group that instantly starts bagging on all the other guys saying how stupid they are and how badass he is just to uh, impress this girl and try to up his chances. Because biologically speaking, you know, that's what some species do. But... <coughs> And don't get me wrong, this guy might be good looking, this guy might not be. It doesn't matter what this guy looks like. We all know a tryhard when we see him. You know, he's he's exaggerative, he's moving and grooving and in the girl's face constantly, or in anyone's face constantly, trying to be, trying to one-up him, trying to do one better. And this doesn't go just for guys. It goes for girls too. You know, you got your your hot Instagram babes right there. They're just kind of sitting there thinking, "Oh my God, I'm I'm posting one thing. Oh my God, I look at those likes. Look at all the comments. I they love me. They really love me." And then you got the other one on the other side, who never shuts the fuck up. Who's a know it all? Who will fucking say anything and everything that she's experienced, that you've experienced, anything you've done, even if it's personally, like, you beat cancer, somehow she's beat fucking three types of cancer in less time, and in less amount of money, and in less amount of anything. But it's a hard, it's a hardship. But it hurts. But she wants attention. We all know these people. And you can't be one of these people. I really derailed this, I know. But going back. So, the toxic thing. It just, it bugs the crap out of me. That people genuinely want to be negative. That they seek this out. That they want someone to stick around and supposedly... Under the guise of, I want them to show interest for me. So I push them away so that they can get closer. And then I act crazy. And then it it just pushes them away. And it's this back and forth kind of yo-yo, what's a paddle ball kind of thing. Where... Wherein they want people to give them attention, but as soon as they get any attention, they push them away in hopes that they're just catching, kind of like if they're throwing a lure out and kind of pulling it away just, just enough to keep them on. But then these same girls, once the guys realize, hey, fuck this, I'm actually going to go with someone who actually gives me attention and actually takes my attention... And the same girls just start talking about, oh, well, he couldn't handle my crazy. He couldn't handle me. I'm too much for him. I'm too toxica or toxic for this girl, for this dude. Oh, my God. I'm looking for my toxic male. And then that's how you get these shitty relationships where it has, where they get one kid, two, three, two kid, three kid. 
and in a fucking shitty ass relationship the entire time they're yelling at each other the family functions are always trash because of the fighting like it it just bugs me that there's so much of this like it's not hard it's not hard to be a good person it's really not you just show up you do whatever you're going to do and then you're just not a cunt that's it. It's simple. I think it's actually much harder to actually try to be toxic than to just be normal and nice. You don't even have to be overly nice. You don't just smile. If you don't want to smile, that's fine. Just don't be a dick. Tip the wait staff. One of the biggest things that I actually take into consideration with like friendships or relationships or anything is how you treat the wait staff. <coughs> because supposedly if I see you treating the wait staff bad or not tipping or being kind of a passive aggressive person towards them you know, it's not their fault that the food isn't ready. It's not their fault that anything happens. They just work there. Why are you going out of your way to mess with their day? To mess with their happiness? And then the worst thing is servers and waitresses and all of that they're not paid very well hourly. They rely on the tips. Base tip you should at least give $2. Base. A $1 tip is a slap to the face. I'd rather... Whenever I was a server, because I worked as a server for a little bit, I would have rather had no tip than a $1 tip. Because a no tip at least shows me that you don't care. A $1 tip means you thought about it, and you said fuck you. A $1 tip is a fuck you tip. And I just don't get why people are not that bad. So tip your weight staff. Don't be toxic. And guys, please. If at any point a girl refers to herself as toxic in a good way or she's describing it and she's proud of it, it's not worth your time, fellas. She's not that hot. She That ass isn't that fat. If you can, bang her once and that's it. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you're going to go for it, might as well fucking go for it, right? Just fucking send it. You do the thing, you get the fuck out. But wrap it up because who knows what's been in there and you don't need no little ninos running around with uh, with that kind of, uh, that kind of a person. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, how about Morgan Wallen? Is it Wallen or Waylon? I've never known this. Um, in all honesty, I've never known this at all. So, apparently, Morgan Wallen, if you guys don't know, or if you guys aren't, you know, into country or anything like that, he's a country artist, of course, big for a lot of songs. Um, you might know Whiskey Glasses, or Up Down, or 
I, I honestly don't know. Um, so he apparently used a racial slur. He said the N-word out in public after he was drunk or something just at, at night. I guess someone was recording him, which <coughs> I, I find it disgusting how we just constantly record people, especially celebrities, who are just trying to do a job, trying to please people. And that's it. But I guess he, uh, I guess he said a racial racial slur around friends, which I get it. It's a bad thing, especially during Black History Month, where all corporations go black just so that you can get more more merchandise and all of that from it. It's kind of the same thing that happens in June whenever it's Pride Month, and then everyone supposedly is all pro-gay and hell yeah rainbow this rainbow that buy our shit and get the fuck out soon as june thir- june july 1st pops around fourth of july right fucking then and there like clockwork anyways so morgan wallen apparently is being stripped of you know radio time his record label already dropped him his uh, so much has happened in the span of a couple of hours like, this dude is being bl- blackballed, or blacklisted, whichever one it is, from all major anything. CMT cut him off, AM- AMA Awards told him that he can't, he's not eligible for awards this year, all of this stuff. For for a word. Don't get me wrong, I, I understand the negative connotation, I'm not downplaying that. But do you really not expect that from a country artist who has a mullet, sings about fucking being a redneck, and doing all of this kind of shit? Are we really not surprised that this didn't happen sooner? Honestly, I am. The amount of fucking rednecks out there. You know most of them are saying it in, on, behind doors. Morgan Wallen just happened to be recorded while it happened. It just it blows my mind to see that people are actually reacting this way over this. It's like a couple of years, whenever a couple of years ago, whenever the Duck Dynasty old grandpa guy said something about, you know, the same kind of thing, and he got blacklisted, bad. I don't condone it. But I also don't condone this whole thing where we're going to cut you off of every little last thing. Like, at least explain yourself. Were you drunk? You know, everyone says stupid shit whenever they're drunk. Everyone. <coughs> Give me the Pope. Drinking your wine. Being under the altar boy. You know, all of that. You could still say some stuff. I I don't understand it. Now, backlash is coming out. People are saying, oh, well, he's a bad person. Terrible idea. Blah, 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 blah. Is the music good? Will I still listen? Sure. 
even if he puts out a, an independent record, I'm still likely to give it a listen. Because I just like the guy, the music. <laughs> Can I name some of his songs? Not off the top of my head. Besides those two main ones. But I'm still going to listen. You think Hank Williams Jr., who is revered as a big name in country, you think he's never done it? He's never said that? Or David Allen Coe, who was big in the 90s and 80s still, never said it? You think George Strait has never once said it in his life? Everyone loves George Strait. King Country. Everyone loves him. You don't think he one time might have let it slip? Loosely. And he's big enough that if he said it, honestly, I think he could get away with it. You know, he drops he drops the word, he drops any kind of racial slur, and then some, I mean, most people are probably still going to be thinking, I, I mean, Amarillo by Morning's a really good song. Stars on the Water, how about that one? You never know. <coughs> I think it's just because he's kind of in the limelight now. Which is also why a lot of people, I think it's insane to want the limelight. Which really puts a, pr- a big predicament for people who want to, you know, perform. Because not only do they have to perform at a high level to actually get work, to do all of this stuff. But now they have to absolutely walk around with white gloves, wearing, you know, masks, booties, literally anything and everything. So that they don't walk the wrong way or talk the wrong way or say one one wrong kind of instance. Now I respect I respect Elon Musk because during this whole game stonks kind of situation that was going on he actually did this interview I think it was a day or two ago where they kind of asked him about the situation He's and he paused and he said I need to be careful what I say right now because apparently my voice can actually change stuff. Which is an immense amount of power to have, to give someone. For good or bad. But then... You take someone like Morgan Wallen, who's still pretty young. He's 27. Loaded. This all happened in like the the past three years. Dude, imagine going broke to having a lot of things and a a lot of anything and access to a lot of things. And then all of a sudden, now you're, you're being inspected all the time by TMZ, who's a piece of shit organization. I really hope TMZ fucking goes die, goes and dies because they just <coughs> it's creepy they're focused on celebrities and anyone anyone even a b-list actor or a c-list entertainer isn't safe from tmz like this tabloid stuff is disgusting and the fact that we eat it all up is even worse like the 24-hour news cycle is the worst idea we could have ever had. It's just the same constant shit being repeated with like 
every so often, every eight hours, every ten hours, you get like one little bit more of information, and then you just feed that in through there and make it a loop and t- churn that thing until it's butter in your mind, and then <coughs> all of a sudden, you know, that's why we have this division. Left, right, fucking center, fucking anything, girls, guys, they, whatever the fuck. Do do people not realize that this is just gross? And then there's fucking people that actually enjoy YouTube families. Which is disgusting. Because one... They're super fucking flawed. But they're still getting millions of views. I remember last year, I think a couple of, like, one of, the, one of the main YouTube families just kept popping up everywhere saying, Oh, he's a piece of shit. Oh, well, they're, they're, they're horrible human beings. They're treating their kids like trash. Yet they're still getting watched. Still getting money. Still getting sponsorships. We're, we're the ones feeding it. We fucking shut down anything that has an actual reason. It's like The Walking Dead Season 2. If you haven't seen it at this point, spoiler alert, not really. Get it together. Granted, I never watched past Season 4. But either, either way, Dale was one of my favorite characters from from the first and second seasons. Because he was the logical voice of reason. Then he got killed off. And that was it. All All fucking reasoning was gone. No one thought. It's kind of what we're doing right now. and We're living through The Walking Dead. Except we're not the cool ones. We're not Rick. We're not fucking Daryl. We're not any of the main characters. We're the fucking zombies. Just eating the shit up. Trying to at least. And then you got TMZ being that little fucking rotten corpse that's just kind of crawling around with one arm and the other one's all decrepit and shit. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I really fucking hate TMZ. Ever since Kobe, even before then, but Kobe's death was a uh, the uh, line drawn in the sand, where uh, they they broke the news before his wife even knew about any of it, or his daughters, other ones. But um, yeah, man, it's just. Just try to be a good person. That's all it really is. You just break it down. You be a good person. You do your job. You work. And that's it. All you need in life. Well, that and to share this podcast. But, I mean, other than that, that's all you need. Shameless plug. Fuck it. I'll send it. <laughs> little lighter, I guess. This weekend is, uh, of course, the grand finale of the season for the NFL. Um, for their uh, 55th season airing on TV. And, uh, you know, you got Brady Jr. and Brady. I've talked about it before. Do I want either one to win? Not particularly. Yeah, I don't care. <coughs> I can't even root for a specific color because if I say red, who the fuck? The only thing that I'm going to take solace in is taking side bets and getting drunk. Which, by the way, 
Super Bowl Monday, the Monday after Super Bowl, should be a national holiday. Because, honestly, who the fuck actually doesn't get drunk during it? Whoever watches the Super Bowl doesn't get drunk. The DDs. The DDs probably even drink. It's just, it's one of those things, man. But, nevertheless, another Super Bowl. Big things coming up. And uh, the things that I'm excited about, honestly, is to see if Watson actually gets traded. I want him to go to the Jets so bad because him and Robert Sala, with all that money and all of those picks, would be so freaking good if they can actually land it. <coughs> Apparently the Raiders are interested in Watson as well. Um, Gruden, the head coach, actually said that Houston isn't interested in trading. Because we all know that if Watson leaves, Watts is going to request. And someone's definitely bound, bound to pay some good money for J.J. Watts. Then, uh, I mean, Miami's also an option for Watson. I would hate that, honestly. I just don't see him being a Miami person. I would love to see the Jets turn around from going fucking, what is it, 2-16 and 16 to 5-16. and 16. That's not right. Well, unless they add a bunch of different games. But, uh, it'd be what, 5-11-ish? and 11 -ish? Which is okay with me. Fuck it. But, um... Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Watson... <coughs> I, I don't think Houston's doing them well. They're, they're really not. And the Jets would be good. Personally. And then Houston can just kind of pick up some rookie quarterback and hold on to him for two years until the next first round pick comes their way. Which actually would be three years from now, I think, because of all the, all the first rounds that they that they got rid of, and then Matt Stafford going to the Chargers, not the Chargers. Wow, Matt Stafford going to the Rams is going to be the biggest headache of my life, because that just means that the NFC West is going to go much, much closer. And depending on if the 49ers actually get their shit together and pick up a good quarterback, or even a decent one, because Garoppolo, let's be real, bud, I don't know if you're going to be there for long. A lot of people are saying that Stafford is going to try and go to the 49ers, but, yeah, let's let's see about that. Uh, <coughs> that didn't work too well. If the 49ers can pick up a good, a solid quarterback, Stafford at the Rams... Fucking Murray at Cardinals. And then Wilson at the Seahawks if we can actually get our shit together. Damn, that's going to be a fucking headache already. But, like I said, Super Bowl weekend is coming is coming up. We should all petition to uh, have Super Bowl Monday be a national holiday. Um, I would be all for it, and I'm pretty sure a good chunk of Americans definitely would be too. And... Yeah, man, I'm, I'm really sad that football's over, but it is shaping up to be a really interesting offseason for, for this year, I'll be honest, <coughs> which, I don't know why, I just, I find the trades and all of that 
super fun. That's personally one of my one of my favorite things. And uh, the draft, I love seeing the draft just because I want I love seeing who they pick just the first day because you know let's be honest who watches the second and third days other than analysts for local newspapers of the teams, but um, but yeah. So that is the podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening. I know it got a little weird, a little preachy. Um, but hey, what the fuck are you going to do? It really just bugs me to this day. And uh, I'll leave you guys with the song of the week. And I, honestly, I've been I've been blasting this song for a while. I'm learning it, and I'm still getting back into listening to all of, all of Prince's music. But um, hands down, this the song of the week has to be Raspberry Beret. Um, even if you watch the music video, uh, dude's got a sick cloud, kind of like two or three piece suit on, you know, Prince had some style, but this dude was up in the clouds, man. It was, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, the song is so upbeat and so much fun to listen to, um, as is most of this stuff, but either way, Raspberry Beret, check it out. And uh, stay tuned for the next one next week. I appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you.